Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper. Joining me today is... Namolos Rapuk. What? (laughs) What? That wasn't even a name. Yeah, it was. It sounded like you were having a stroke. (laughs) No, my name is Namolos Rapuk. But what does that mean? It's my name backwards. Why Why did you decide that? (laughs) I should have made it an anagram. Maybe. <laughs> or anything? What do you mean? That was something. I don't know. I think we've just been talking about how you sh- you start like uh, actually telling jokes. No, but instead, Mm-mm. jokes are are dumb, overrated. Mm-hmm. But you started off making like puns and stuff, and now you're reverting. Well, what do you mean? You could just say your name. What if my name was literally Solomon Christmas? Well, I think you should let everybody know what your actual name is at this point, because nobody just, nobody can just hear. spell my name backwards. No, don't ask them to do that. <laughs> it's <laughs> you didn't even spell it. Yeah, it's Namolos. <laughs> that, that, that's not spelling it. You're right. Uh, it, okay, sorry. Solomon Cooper is my name. And we have an actually very, very exciting show this week because we're talking about a movie that I know I have been looking forward to for a really long time. I've definitely been looking forward to it. Um, and uh, that is Matt Reeves' The Batman yeah, um, the Batman. Yeah, and look, we're not going to do what we normally do and waste a lot of your time talking about some dopey TV show. Uh, I think we're going to need to just dive. I mean, I mean, I have some stuff we could talk about. Dive right into the what? What? Uh, I want to dive right into the Batman. And you were going to bring something else up? Yeah. Well, all right. Solomon wants to bring Solomon wants to bring us all down. Um, my name is Namolos. Dad. Okay, Namolos. <laughs> um, I watched. Uh, is it Tim Timmy Failure? Uh, you're just gonna talk about something that you just watched. I want. Well, I'm just saying. I watched some stuff. I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> you know, it's not a diary of your life. <laughs> well, you you talked about like the Tinder Bar or whatever. So I want to bring up something I watched. Timmy Failure is a really really old movie. It's from two years ago. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. I would recommend it. It's a fun message about like family and stuff and about being different. And just wanted to let the people know. Okay. Good. Anything else that you watched? I think so, but I just don't remember. But yeah, that's about it. I went really fast for my poppy. Okay, so... Let's just dive right into the Batman. <laughs> the Matt Reeves of Batman, yeah. So why don't we just get first impressions out of the way, and then we will really dive into... What do you mean I, by I first impressions? I think we're going to dive in. We're not at the freaking Olympics. <laughs> we're, yeah, I don't think we're in like We're the... going to jump in. Say that. Well, I'm just kidding. That's worse. So anyway, yeah. So first impressions. What is? What is? What do you mean by that? For a movie, for, what are your like whenever you like when you first? What are your general impressions? What do you generally did you think about the movie? Like what? 
that's not a first impression. That's just like the Sorry, whole movie. I know. I'm I'm forgetting how to speak now. You my vocabulary is shrinking. I thought you meant like the first five minutes. I think how whenever you, you said Namolo Repook or whatever, it's it, Namolo's it, Repook. Whenever you did that, it, I think it gave me brain damage. That well, um, so so yeah, we we, let's we just got, dive we got in. By our, we got attacked by our screen. Let's just dive in, Dad. Let's do dive in. Let's dive. So, what are your general impressions? <laughs> Not your first impressions. My I mean, I guess they are your first impressions because oh, my first impression of the whole movie. Yeah, sure. But I thought you meant the first impression as in like five minutes. The first five minutes opening. What are you feeling right now? You know now? what? Instead of diving in, let's climb back ashore so that we can talk about. How excited you were or were not for this movie. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> oh, climb back ashore. Yes. <laughs> let's get let's get out of the pool. Okay. But yeah, so we're, is this something you've been looking forward to? I mean, it's pandemic delayed it for a long time. Um, and I know I do this with a lot of these legacy movies. So why why break tradition? So why don't you, instead of just doing first impressions, why don't you Before impressions? Like just tell us about like what is your relationship to like the Batman? Batman? Um, are you a fan of Batman movies? Because I was thinking about this, and I don't know that you even can remember seeing any. I've seen Batman movies. I'm not saying that and you And I watch the animated Batman show, like, every day. It was my favorite show. Yep. Was it Batman? Yeah, it was. It was like, na 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 Batman. Yep. And it was like an awesome. If that, if that was the theme song, then that was definitely Batman. Yeah. Um, okay. It'd be weird if it was the X-Men theme song. <laughs> okay. That's Marvel. That'd be even weirder. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Um, so, so. Yeah. Were you excited about this movie? Were, I was pretty excited. Were, I wasn't like, like Spider-Man, No Way Home excited. Right. But I was, I was excited. I like Batman. I like DC, but I'm, I've more, I've always been. I've always leaned more towards Marvel in general, but I was still super excited for like a cool, new, dark, gritty Batman. And I also love the Snyderverse, and this seemed more Snydery than other DC movies. So yeah, I was cause I was thinking about it. This happens to me sometimes with some of these superhero movies. Like I don't want to say Aquaman, but there are some superheroes where I don't really have know very much about them, and there hasn't been anything made about them. Obviously, there has been a lot of Batman movies. Yeah, mm -hmm. So I like the idea generally of Batman. Or no, sorry. The idea not Bat of not, Batman. I'm not talking about Batman specifically for me. I'll I'll get to what, how I feel about that. I'm what are you? I'm saying like I like the idea of it, but I I don't have any nostalgia for you know what I mean. So I'm just curious if that was your case with Batman because I'm thinking about it. I tried to show you Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. You would not watch it. You outright rebelled. You turned it on at a really bad time in my life. The middle of the day, in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic, while we were locked down in our apartment. Didn't want to do that. Wanted to play Fortnite with my friends. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So Unfortunately, copping to it, um, you wouldn't watch Batman Returns. Um, I we did watch. I watched that one Batman movie where he's like, "You see these scars?" <laughs> that's the that's the end. What Batman movie was that? Joker does that. He's like, "You want to know where I got this scar?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You haven't seen Batman Begins. You haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises. The only Batman movie that I can think of that you've seen. Is the Dark Knight, which is a great Batman movie. Yeah, I've also I've seen. Is that the one where he has a really raspy voice? Yeah, they, they, he always has a raspy voice. No, where he's like, it's Christian Bale's, and I I have more of a problem with his voice than most people. Most people think it's perfectly fine, but to me, he always sounds like he's lisping because something about the way he has to first he's having to talk in an American accent, and he's having to like lower his voice to make it gravelly. 
So it always sounds like he's having to like drop his TH sounds or something. Like he's like, Goth beneath my hub. I know it's not really true because, but it always sounds like that's what he's doing. Okay. Um, but anyway, so Batman movies, that's the only one you can think of that you've seen other than the Zack Snyder ones. Mm hmm. So, and the show, like I said, and those are show. universally considered to be, you know, some of the worst Batman movies ever made. What? And they're not really the Batman Snyder movies. ones. The Snyder ones, yes. Well, first, he didn't make any Batman movies. Yeah, but the ones. He had Batman versus Superman, so I guess he's in the title, but he's not in it very much. Batman isn't in Batman versus Superman very much. I mean, yeah, he as is. much as you would think. He's awesome. I love that movie. I actively really did like that movie. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and be controversial as well, and you know that I like that movie. Yeah, you have like the, the Platinum Deluxe Edition I do. DVD. I do. I, I really liked it. Or Blu-ray. I understand why people don't like it. I don't I understand don't. why people hate it, though. I don't understand What's that. wrong with it? I don't understand why people don't like it. There's a lot of... Just go online, type in Batman versus Superman, and you'll have a million people telling you a million reasons why they don't like it. Okay. Well, they're probably dumb. Um. <laughs> so, so uh, also, you did like... Um, the 700-hour-long version of the Justice League that Zack Snyder made. I did love that. That was the best thing I've ever watched. So that was like that was like Endgame. I love that also. That was like DC Endgame and way better. That was better. actually the most fun thing that happened, I think, during the pandemic. Honestly, we had a, we made it a full day. Yeah, we did. We took breaks like every hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, and we ate some pizza, made some food. You know, we ordered a bunch of pizza, right? You ordered like we ordered two a pizzas. Ton of food, yeah, yeah. And we ordered like nice pizzas to yeah. celebrate. We were excited. Snyder Day. We were so yeah, excited. Yeah, no, no, no hate from us uh, uh, from the Snyderverse. I would not yeah. say that I'm a full Snyder bro like, you know, some folks are. I feel like I'm a Snyder getting, bro. That are getting infuriated. The movie 300, the best movie ever written. <laughs> oh, no. What? You said the best movie ever written, and this is not a movie <laughs> Sorry, for nuanced dialogue. I didn't mean to say that. Best um, movie ever directed. So, so I guess. Then you do have a decent amount of familiarity with a couple of different Batmans, right? Yeah. Just not any of the one. Well, that's not true because of the whatever. Let's just let's just ignore my. Point. I know Batman, and I've I was excited for this movie, just not like over the moon. Yeah, I didn't think this movie was looked Snydery at all. I just well, I, any DC movie that's dark. Okay, so now that we've got the preamble out of the way. A lot well, of I guess preamble. I should say I am a huge Batman fan. Batman. The first Batman movie was the first superhero movie I ever saw. My parents did not allow me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to sneak over to my friend's house. This is how dumb I was as a kid. I snuck over to my friend's house to watch this movie that my mom had forbade me from watching. It was so okay. awesome. Forbade you? Yes, I was not allowed to watch it. No, is forbade a word? Yes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Forbode? Yeah. Why don't you leave the vocabulary lessons to me, about- Snorlock, or whatever you named yourself? Snorlock? <laughs> Is it not forbidden? No. Is forbade really a word? I thought you always said that as a joke. No. No. I mean that's not what passes for humor for me. Forbade? Anyway, look, we're we're rapidly approaching the 15 minute mark and we haven't even got to do, you know, dive into the movie. <laughs> cool. It's your Paul. You're the one who wanted to climb back onto the shore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you keep derailing us with even more pointless things. Go. So um yeah, you just ruined my story right in the right in the climax. <laughs> so now I have to start all over again. No, you don't. I snuck over to my friend's house. My mom had forbade me from watching this movie. And 
I watched it and I thought it was so amazing. Like honestly, my mind was blown open <laughs> by Batman, the original. There, think about this: there wasn't anything before that. What I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't a, anything. Movies, ever no made. movies I mean, ever made. Like Superman had come out, like you know the original Superman, but um, there just we weren't getting superhero ten superhero movies a year. And this is Tim Burton. He's one of the you know biggest directors working, making a huge giant tentpole movie about a superhero. Just was not very common. Let's say that. I'll just say it wasn't very common. Okay. Um, and also, Richard Donner's Superman was like too old for me. So by the time I watched that movie when I was young, I just thought it was slow. I thought it was really slow and kind of kitschy. Okay. I know that's hypocrisy. Kitschy. I'm not going to keep it. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> like, like cheesy, tacky. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so I was so, my mind was so blown by this movie that I ran home. And told, and your told my parents that I watched it because for some reason I thought that if they knew how good it was, they were just going to be excited about watching it themselves. Now, this really worked out well for my dad because um, then he was able to pull this little uh, maneuver where he could say, well, you know, now I probably should rent it and watch it so we can see what our son has been exposed to. And then my mom agreed to that. So he got to watch Batman also. Nice. But um yeah, so going back to Tim Burton's Batman, and I have been a, such a Batman fan that I have, um, there's almost no Batman movie that I can say I actively don't like. Wow. I like the, both the Tim Burton movies, obviously. I think Batman Returns is amazing and absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, who plays Catwoman, she was so great, uh, then even the Joel Schumacher ones that are actively bad. Val Kilmer, I love his Batman. Yeah, that movie is not very good, but, but him, I really liked it. It's really hammy. Now, the only I actually think the movie is fun and funny is Batman and Robin. That movie is horrible. And George Clooney is hands down the worst Batman. I almost have to pretend like he's not even playing Batman in the movie. He just doesn't. Nothing about him seems very Batman-y. Okay. That's, I want to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I like the Zach, this is what Zack Snyder did with Batman. So yeah, we spent the whole first 15 minutes getting us to the start of this movie, Matt Reeves's The Batman, and we will talk about that right after we take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And now, a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Stays in the podcast, where we are going to be talking about finally Matt Reeves's the Batman, the Batman. Yes, we're actually going into the water. We're gonna yeah. swim around for a little bit. We should not even use the dive anymore. Uh, no, analogy. we waded it in like those people that are scared of getting too cold all at once. I don't do that. We started in the shallow end. That, that, you know that actually makes it worse. I've heard you're this. actually colder. I've heard that this does. It's make much it worse. better to just leap in there. But people don't like being startled. Yeah. Let's talk about swimming habits, actually. <laughs> this is now a podcast about swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I know nothing about. I know everything. My friend is a swimmer. We'll have Michael Phelps on next week. We'll be interviewing him. That'd be cool. That's the only swimmer's name that I know. 
Anyway, now it's, now it's starting to feel like we don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, let's, let's talk let's about go. Michael Reeves' The Batman. <laughs> Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is The Batman. So, Matt Reeves, who's directed, directed the New Planet of the Apes trilogy, which I think is just astonishing work of pulp fiction. That is my favorite um, series. Everything's my favorite thing. And I know. That's how you are. So, yeah, now we can say, what were your overall <laughs> impressions of The Batman? Pretty good. Pretty good. Actually, it was great. I loved it. I loved it a lot. I really did like it so much. Yeah, I think it's... And it was long. Yeah, well, I just wanted to say that I wanted to kind of get it out of, on the table, out in the open, how we generally felt about the movie before we dive in and get to criticism. So I also thought this movie was great. I thought it was phenomenal. I completely agree with Solomon that it is long. Um, weirdly, it's one of those movies that you definitely want to see in the theater because it is gorgeous. I mean, this yeah. is a gorgeous movie. But I almost feel like just because of how long it is that it might play a little bit better at home because you can take a break because you can take a it's not even not even you need like a break like you're gonna go jog for 15 minutes or something or you're gonna run to the grocery store i just mean that you might want to go to the fridge grab a snack (laughs) you know what i mean go to the bathroom use the water closet freshen up your drink (laughs) because when you're in the movie theater at least me if we would have gone to go eat right before the movie, then I'd have been too sleepy by the time I got to the end. So then I'm thinking about how I'm hungry and how I need to pee and how now I'm thirsty. There's a lot of things. Yeah, and it's I, starting to weigh on me by the end. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it's really fun, and it just like is a slight bit of like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. And then you had to like get your second wind. And back. thankfully, but when that happens, that's around the the end of the second act, um, and so that third act just kind of. Once that ramps kicks, back, ramps yeah. everything back up. It, it, it helps a lot. So one of the questions on everybody's mind, and I actually, thankfully, Robert Pattinson has made so many movies in between his casting being announced that I'm not hearing it as much. But one of the big things that everyone was wondering is, can Robert Pattinson be Batman? Is this a good choice for Batman? You know, this is former teen heartthrob, known for kind of a silly series of movies. We're not even going to name check the movies here because it actually annoys me now when people bring them up. It's so idiotic to me to bring up movies that people were in a long time ago and act like that's the only thing that they can do. It's dumb. It's. It, I've seen Robert Pattinson do a lot more movies also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen him do tons. I don't, I don't even know what What's movie you're talking is, about. most of those movies that people always associate with him with, the people that are complaining about them never even went and saw those movies. You what, know what I mean? What movie is it? I just said we're not going to be I talking know, but about like, it. Is it a movie? Oh, that, you're going to make me say it right after I said it. We're not is it the talk movie about. that I know? I know the movie? Have I heard the title before? Is Maybe. it popular and classic? It's a popular is it love book, story. Book franchise also? Book franchise, yes. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to name check that movie. <laughs> so, like, last night this actually happened to me um, at the theater. Um, not the movie theater. <laughs> at the Brass Theater. Oh. Yeah, we were backstage, and somebody said something about, oh, I didn't know that Robert Pattinson could do anything besides the vampire, blah, blah, blah. It made me so annoyed just because it just feels like a dumb thought. But like I said, now Robert Pattinson's been in, he was in Tenet, you know what I mean? He was in that uh, yeah, he war, was. He was in that uh, war movie. He's been in tons of things. He was in that really bad movie that I hated. Which one? He's in Good Times, which is a fantastic movie. Is that the one that you didn't like? No, he was in, a, is, that, is that what it's called? There's that movie on Netflix. Which? It was called like yeah. Devil's... Oh two, yeah, he two was Day in that. Street. Oh something. man, what was that movie? That, that was crazy. I hated that movie. That, that had Batman and Spider Man in it. Had Tom Holland. Yes. 
oh yeah, I was excited to see that movie, and then it was man, that the movie worst. was creepy. Robert Pattinson played like a predatory priest, priest, yeah, predatory. Priest. Look, man, I'm not gonna correct any so, words. So, what do you think? How one. do you think Robert Pattinson did as as Batman? Honestly, pretty good. The thing is, you don't even see his face very often. So what does that matter? He's I don't Batman. know. You don't ever see Batman's face very often. But you see Bruce Wayne's face. Uh, well. And I just find it weird because like, for some reason it's hard for me to like connect them to the person without seeing their face. So I don't know. Just I thought weird. he I thought he was amazing. I thought he was really good. He uh, did really. You uh, said pretty good. Now you're walking it up to. I didn't. To really I didn't mean good. to say pretty. Pretty good is like a general good term. I'm. I meant that's just like my. If someone says he's comes good. up to you and says, "Hey, I, how are you doing?" And you say pretty good. That means that you want to blow your head off. No, I, pretty I mean, good is what you say when you're not doing very good. When I say good, that means I'm not doing very good. I'm like pretty good. That's more genuine. I feel. Well, either way, I think he was great. But I do want to talk about this. I think it was pretty good. This issue you brought up on accident, where which is that you don't see his face very often. That's an issue. Uh, it's it's not an issue. I just think it's an interesting point. Well, you said I thought you said issue. So, in this movie, it really lives up to the name the Batman. This movie is about Batman. This movie is not about Bruce Wayne. Mm -mm. Batman is doing every single thing almost in his Batman. I story. think we see Bruce Wayne a total of two times. Yeah, yep. and this is a, this is something that I was uh, discussing with one of my friends, and that is, I think that that. Uh, I think Robert Pattinson may be the best Batman of of all of them, but I will also that is a statement say, that you I, said. I know, I know. I, I said maybe. I'm not going to necessarily declare that. I need to watch the movie a couple more times. But he is maybe one of the worst Bruce Waynes. But I want to clarify this. That is not because of anything Robert Pattinson does. It's because of how he's written the script. Bruce Wayne has nothing to do in this. In fact, I would argue that in this movie. Bruce Wayne is dead, basically. He's turned himself into a hermit. He doesn't go out. He's not a playboy. He's not doing anything with the Wayne Foundation. He's out of money. You I like, I, mean? I, I think it's I'm cool. not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying because of that, Bruce Wayne has no character. Whenever he is not in the Batman suit, he's lifeless. He's dead. He's cold. He's not interacting with anybody. We only see two scenes of him because there's not anything for Bruce Wayne to do. I think that... He has so immersed himself in being the Batman that that's the only time that he feels, you know what I mean, alive or however you want to say it. Yeah, or like he's doing something. I mean, because someone says, which I think is really cool, is he's she's like, I've noticed that you're not doing anything that your family used to do. Like you're not carrying on the Wayne Foundation at all. Yeah, and then he's like behind the scenes. Being bad murdering man. everyone, not, not murdering, beating people really man. hard who doesn't die. And anybody who got mad because they felt like uh, Snyder was having Batman kill people or whatever, um, this doesn't not, not an issue for me. Um, I mean, I don't want Batman going around with a shotgun, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they make a they make almost too much of a point in this movie of making sure that Batman is not killing anyone. Yeah, he wouldn't even let the cop bring his gun <laughs> to the scene. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, back to Bruce Wayne, really don't get to see Bruce Wayne doing very much. Yeah. And, uh, but when I he did really show up, interesting. I liked it when he did show up though. Cause I thought, I thought his scenes were good. They were that fine. He was in. Was, I didn't think the scenes were fine. I'm just, I mean, I weren't fine. I'm just saying that there isn't, this I know. is not a movie about Bruce I Wayne. I know that. I'm, I'm just saying that it, the scenes that he was in were good. Yeah. The two. 
yeah. And I don't count the scenes whenever he's talking to Alfred. I mean, I kind of... I wasn't really counting that either. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think, like, he, he always looks like somebody who just, like, some celebrity who just got caught in, like, a, a sex scandal, when, but now they're trying to just go to the grocery store and the paparazzi's around them, you know what I mean? Yeah. He always, like, has, like, a hoodie on, his bangs are down in his eyes, he just has he, his head Yeah, down. he looks he's so just, emo. He's just, he's, yo, this, this is a very emo Bruce Wayne, and I would say that that is, there's not even another word that I could use. I mean, Nirvana already plays a lot of emo music, and this soundtrack is a lot of needle drops from Nirvana, and they've emoed the emo songs up even more. You know what I mean? They play them even, they make them even slower and more depressing. So, yeah, this is a, this is a, a this is a, not a movie about Bruce Wayne. I don't. I really think would argue that Bruce Wayne is basically he's dead right now. I think this movie's story is actually about resurrecting the Bruce Wayne part of him, the human part of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that that that's moving all the way to the end. So maybe we should, since we start off with Robert Pattinson, maybe we should just uh, go through, like talk about the performances first, and then kind of plot secondary, which I think is um, so. So just tell me. Tell me which one of these you want to talk about. Uh, we have the we have Paul Dano as the Riddler. We have Zoe Kravitz as as Catwoman. Um, we have Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Um, who else do we have? Name, name, what other characters are in this movie? Alfred. Yeah, Andy Serkis. That one. Let's talk about that one. You want to talk, really? The only person in the movie less than Bruce Wayne. Surely, uh, I got two minutes to spare. Look, I just want to talk about. How he did really good in the tiny amount of time he did. He had. He was awesome. I loved him. He's my favorite Alfred. He's your favorite Alfred? That's much more controversial than what I said. You said that Robert Pattinson might be the best Batman. But I also caveated with, and the worst Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because he doesn't have any time to be Bruce Wayne. You said That's best like, Alfred better than Michael Caine? I like this guy a lot. I can't remember the guy's name that was in the Tim Burton ones. Really Literally, uh, the thing is, I've never met any of the other ones, really. So this one was the best one that I've seen. I honestly, remember. Look, I think Andy Serkis did a perfectly, perfectly great, great, good job. I can't say great. great. He didn't have very much to do. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. If you can do that great in that amount of time. He gets sidelined almost immediately from the movie. Like he has one scene. I just liked him. Maybe he, I just like Alfred in general. I, like, I mean, he did good. I don't even think that he did, but he didn't have enough to do. So I don't even think he made as much of an impact as like Jeremy Irons, Alfred from the Snyder movies. What, you don't remember Alfred in that? I literally don't. Even. He literally pilots like the Batmobile or the Batwing. That's how not good he was. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. We're going to agree to disagree. I think that I thought he was totally, Great. totally good. Totally but good. He has nothing to do in this Doesn't movie matter. whatsoever. He gives Batman one speech. And then there's an incident that, and for this podcast, because it's coming out so soon, we're actually not going to go full spoilers here. But there is a, a there is a plot reason that basically removes Alfred from for ninety percent of the movie. Yep. And then he has one more scene, and that's it. And he doesn't move. So, um, yeah, done with talking about Andy Circus. That's so, fun. I'm glad we did that. But <laughs> we hadn't even got to the other two main villains, which is... Um, There's two villains? Falcone. Or is it Falcone? I can't remember. They all, had, they all had rhymey, rhymey names. 
And then Paul Dano. John Turturro. Falcone was the yeah, and then Paul Dano. I already said Paul Dano at, at the. I didn't know that. I didn't know. So there's three total and then villains. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. He wasn't really a villain in this movie. The Penguin he didn't do anything. But he gets in a big car chase and tries to blow Batman up. It's in the trailer. He's trying to escape Batman. <laughs> Why do you think Batman's chasing him? Because he's so nice? Well, just because he did something bad. Whatever. He's not that much of a he's bad a guy. He's criminal. He's done, but he does less than the, he's like the least villainy in this movie. Well, I, I actually uh, do want to give a quick shout out to Colin Farrell because I thought he was so good as the Penguin. He did really good. The prosthetics they have on him, you would not recognize. This is not like I Colin not, Farrell I didn't even all. know who he was, man. Well, that doesn't say, that doesn't mean anything. Couldn't even tell who he was. Um, what what's our, what are your favorite Colin Farrell movies? The ones that are he's in. Uh huh. Exactly. So I thought he was great. I thought his costume was great. I thought everything was great. Um, I, I'm just gonna sound like you now. Like I only know one vocabulary word, and I just say it over and over. Again. That's really fun. Great, great, great. No, uh, but he really did. He he he. You can tell he felt like the penguin. You know what I mean. In, when, he, when he got his makeup and his costuming on. Yeah. Because he just disappears into that performance. And I was really nervous that when they're doing close-ups and someone has, you know, essentially a fat suit on and they put jowls and stuff on your face, there's a way where that starts to look really fakey, mm-hmm. like a Friends episode. And I, I thought that it just was Yeah, no issues so with that. Well done. It was um, shockingly, like, well done. Yeah, and I would I also think that maybe um, this, this movie... You know, I kind of alluded earlier that this movie is kind of an origin story for Bruce Wayne instead of the Batman because we don't have to watch his parents die again. We don't have to see all this stuff happen that we've already seen a million times in other, you know, Batman movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. We didn't see the classic pearls on the ground. Yeah, because they, they already know that, that we know the story of Batman. But it's still in some ways a little bit of a prequel because um, it takes place at a very early point in Bruce Wayne's career. So normally we see all the trauma that made him Batman, and then we cut, and then, and then he's we Batman. catch up with him, and he's been Batman for ten years or twenty years or whatever. Yeah, and this he's only been Batman. They say several times for two years, so he's new. His gadgets are rough. Uh, the Batmobile is like disassembled in, across his garage for most of the movie. Yeah, um, and but I think it's also an origin story for the Penguin. Because he's not in this movie a ton, but he has a very significant role. And by the end of the movie, I feel like we're getting to the point where the Penguin is going to be the Penguin that we're familiar with in the comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right now he's kind of just like a, a he's leader. A hench- he's a henchman. Right? He just works for Falcone. He's just one of his goons. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or he like runs the, the bar. I don't feel like he's a goon. They call him a lackey several times. Mm. So you're just one of Falcone's lackeys, so and I think that that pretty much is the same thing. Well, I feel like you need somebody to come in here and explain to you the definition of goon. Listen, I feel like I feel like there's a difference in my head for like goons. Those are just the guys who are like fighting. That's kind of what he is. He doesn't fight ever. <laughs> oh my god! He literally. Tries to blow up Batman. Just because Bat- he's not throwing punches. You're saying that makes he's not fighting? Okay. Yes. This is just That's exactly what I mean. Illiteracy. What, illiteracy. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just agree that we both agree that he's a goon. Agree that we both agree. <laughs> I'm just changing your opinion. You think I'm stupid? I'm changing your opinion. You think I'm dumb? Better. 
So, um, yeah, Penguin's not in it. The main villain in this movie, though, is the Riddler. So, no spoilers again with any of this. If you've seen the trailer, we're just telling you what's already in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, before we go down the rest of this list, I think we should probably take another quick break. Um, and then hopefully we even make it to this cast list in our 45-minute long podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast. I thought you weren't going to say the name. I did it this time. Someone backed out of their own principles, just well, like they just... Whenever we were on break, uh, Solomon did admit that the penguin was a goon. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we were just about to talk about the main villain of this movie, which is the Riddler, played by Paul Dano. Um, you don't get to see Paul Dano very much, even less of his face in the Batman, because he's wrapped in plastic trash bags. No, he's not. Wrapped in plastic trash bags. What's he wrapped in? He's wrapped in a um, winter military helmet. Are you sure? I literally swear. Because I there's a, if you can see this little thing, it says, oh, it's a, I, I don't remember exactly. I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Not a helmet. No, it's a ski mask. It's a, it's, it's a combat ski mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then trash bags. Paul, it was actually Paul Dano's idea, apparently, to have it to where the Riddler wraps himself in trash bags and saran wrap. Not kidding. This is true. Because so he wouldn't leave any DNA evidence on the scene. That was his idea. And he said like the first couple of days he was shooting, he was 100% regretting that they went with his idea because it was so hot and his skin had no way to release any heat. So he was just like basically suffocating. And but they, he said they eventually were able to kind of figure it out how to make it you know, more comfortable. But for the first couple of days, he was actually just wrapped up in plastic. And yeah, so guess you're wrong about Good. him wearing a big military helmet. No, he has a helmet. He's not, He's not wearing a helmet. It's not a helmet. Sorry, a mask. Yeah, but and trash bags. It's okay. I d- I don't even remember the trash bags. He looks very trash baggy. <laughs> you look but yeah, kind of like a trash how did you bag. think? What did you think about Paul Dano? Do you think he was a cool Batman villain? How did you think he was as the Riddler? Did mm. you think he was scary? Did you think he felt like a threat? I thought he was a weirdo. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. He was definitely a creepy little man. Um, yeah. Also, not really what I expected. Whenever I think of the Riddler, I think of like this, like very straight jawed man. Okay. Like he's very like weird. Not he, he's something about Paul Dano looks kind of like kiddish. He looks, he looks very young. Yeah. yeah, he looks kind of like a child. I'm used to like this narrow face man with like a little green hat. Well, obviously, in a cane, in a suit covered in question marks. Yeah, he looks, because, but we are still in the early days of all these villains. I'm sure he's not going to turn into, like, a little man with a, with a suit. Yeah, and, like. But I, this is not the classic Riddler that I'm used to. Me either. And I always am nervous whenever I go into these movies where they're kind of trying to make it more serious or more realistic. Yeah. Um, the villains. But I can't say it wasn't effective. I mean. The Riddler also as a villain has always, I mean, he's a, he is a, one of the main Batman villains. Yeah. But in uh, shows and movies, for the most part, he's kind of a second fiddle to the main villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's, who's scared of the Riddler? No one. I've never met anyone who's scared of the Riddler. Yeah. But like, like, even in the Batman games, he's just like, collect all my collectibles by solving my yeah, puzzles. Yeah, they don't even make him like a main villain in the games. Because yeah. what does he do 
ask you a bunch of questions. Exactly. So, although it would be cool if they did that in the games, you had to be a detective. Yeah, but in this, he is like, he he's kind of like a combination of the Zodiac killer and the Unabomber. You know what I mean? He's like a he's a modern kind of serial killer. He's like he seems once you once he's unmasked and it's Paul Dano with big thick glasses, he seems like an incel, an, an, an internet troll. You yeah. know what I mean? Just gone, run amok. Um, and once. So he was already really creepy. They show him like they show him doing the murdering, which is really cool. He's like a he's like a straight up like assassination terrorist. He's a serial killer, basically. Yeah, but he's also a terrorist. And he's also a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, because he's doing it for political reasons. Yeah. So the definition, I guess, of terrorist. But yeah, but he's not. This is not like when they send in their goons, right? Which does happen in the movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. They introduced the idea of them actually having goons. Yeah. Can we say that those people are goons? Is that okay? Yeah, those guys are our goons. Okay. So we do have this idea of, of how the goons are born. They're kind of like, basically, they're, again, going back to the incel thing, that these are, are the um, internet troll. These are people that have been radicalized online yeah, and by like, the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And they just are going, it's like. It's like. It's like politics in real life. Political things well, that happened a while ago. Let's keep the politics out of the show. I know. I'm just saying. Like, Put them it, back in your back pocket. Well, I mean, it kind of is. Pull like, them out of your pocket then. Put, put them in your front pocket. Yeah, just any pocket. I just want to make sure that you put them in there. Okay. I, but I, yeah, put them it, out of it, it, it is. He, he does use the internet to, to radicalize these people. And then he uses them so that once he is no longer in power that these people will still be able to enact his his plan. Yeah, um, which is really cool, really neat. Yeah. Holy crap, my brain is like processing all the things that I did not notice the comparisons to. <laughs> okay, Which well, is kind of embarrassing. Uh, but whenever he is unmasked, um, actually, let's go back to this, the serial killing murders real quick. Let's. I do not want to be that parent at all who tries to tell people what not to take their kids to go see because I don't follow those rules at all. Solomon's been going to see like horror movies since he was like two. Hi guys. That's why his brain is so damaged. <laughs> um, wouldn't be surprised. Um, but this movie, it it most of the violence happens on screen or off screen, but what is imp- the, the violence that is implied is pretty horrifying. I mean the the opening the opening of this movie is a man hugging his family goodbye as they go trick or treating, and then getting beat to death in the head with a meat mallet. It wasn't really a meat mallet, I know. It was something. Yeah. Was it a hammer? It was a carpet scraper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's real, like, it's genuinely a scary... Kill. Scene, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's stalking around the house. It's just... It, yeah, it's, and he just kind of stands there. Yeah, it's shot like a horror movie. It is, which is really cool. They, yeah, they did a lot of really dark... Wow, dude, it was so cool. Yeah, and I want to see a lot of like suspension and ambiance. Yeah. So, uh, whenever Paul Dano is unmasked and we see who the Riddler is, it is it's a combination of two things. Like one, yes, like you said, he seems kind of baby faced and he seems uh, not like the normal Riddler or whatever. He kind of looks unthreatening. You know what I yeah. mean? He looks like I said, kind of like a an internet troll. You imagine would look. Yeah. Um. But then he starts talking, and he's so creepy, the choices that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good and really weird. 
Yeah, whenever like, I, he makes you feel uncomfortable. I, I don't want to do the voice because it's gonna. I'm not gonna be able to do it right. But can you do the? Can, do you, can you do the voice that he does whenever he's like? He keeps like saying the name Bruce Wayne in this really weird way. Whenever he's talking about it, do you not remember that? I do, and I just don't remember exactly how he does it. Just, just give us your best. Doesn't his voice go like higher? Just and, give us your best. I don't really. He's like Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I, I, went, I went a bit. He doesn't do that. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, Bruce Wayne. That is rude and <laughs> offensive. How is that rude? Um. Anyway, well, I won't ask Solomon to do any more acting. <laughs> any more acting? It's not my fault. He's crazy. Um, But yeah, look, we could honestly could, could do two full shows about this movie because we've just now got through the performances because it's just one of the best casts ever assembled for a Batman movie, but we don't have a ton of time left. So we can, uh, can we not go more than 45 minutes? We can go a little bit over, but we haven't even got to the plot of this movie or anything. So, and we haven't got to all the characters and we're going to give a bunch of people a short shift because you made us talk about freaking Andy Circus. For like a three minutes. We didn't even talk about Zoe Kravitz. She's a beautiful lady. I'm lo- I love her. She is a very attractive lady. But she's I, also an amazing actress. I love her. And I think, I'm going to say this, she's also a controversial thing, that to me, she is the best person who's ever played Catwoman. I'm so glad that she is, because she's beautiful. Oh my God, stop just objectifying her. I'm not objectifying sicko. her. I'm talking about an actor's performance, and you're just talking about their physical appearance. No, she did really good. Uh, she actually did do really good. Yeah, she, and the chemistry between her and Robert Pattinson was like straight fire. I mean, <laughs> they were like, they were like burning up every room they were in. They were smoldering so much. Why is that so funny to you? Robert Pattinson and her relationship was straight fire. I didn't say that. I said their chemistry was. You said, oh, whatever. No, because there's a lot of chemistry. There's their a lot chemistry of was straight fire. I wasn't saying it like that. I was saying it like in the sense that fire generates heat, and so did watching them interact together. Yeah, but that's not how the people heard Solomon's it. Solomon's being real pervy that's not about how this, this whole that's thing. That's not how the society... That's not even pervy. I had, to, I had to go to the bathroom, and I came back, and I was like, what did I miss? And Solomon's like, oh, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz just made out. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And, he's, and then you're like, it was really hot. I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you did. I said they made out. It was the first time they made out. It was and, awesome. And then you said it was really hot. No, I did I not. Like, I was like, ugh. I didn't Go say it. somewhere else. But the theater was full, so you couldn't. Um, we also saw this movie early. Yeah, we had to see it early. We had to see it on, on Wednesday. Yeah. And I have. DC fan screening. So I thought that, because we, we also got a special, like, cup. Oh, yeah. You should have brought that in. Why don't you think of bringing in our props? Our props. You know, we're supposed to bring in our cool cups and stuff as props. You should have reminded me. You never do that. But yeah, I went back to the movie theater. I thought it'd still be there. I didn't realize it was an exclusive thing for that screening. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not there at all. Yeah, it was just candy. Maybe they just all got sold out. No, well, maybe. Well, either way, it's a cool cup. Yeah. I was sad, though, that there's no Alamo Draft House in town, so we couldn't get a Mondo cup. Maybe we should bring it in next episode and show them. Should we also order a Mondo cup? We can probably go to their website. And we have Mondo cups at our house. But not of the Batman. We have. You know they made a cool one for the Batman. They probably did. Um, anyway, and about cups. Back to Zoe and all of your feelings you have towards her. Actually, can we skip, skip that part? Actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Miss Kravitz, but we're not going to be able to talk about you very much because Solomon's not it's able to Yeah, we're going to talk about you right now. No, we already, we no, already she's discussed a wonder, it. She did really good. Um, and every scene that she was in was awesome. And she does like some spy on the inside stuff, 
which is also really interesting. And she actually does some cat burglaring, which is what she is. She's a cat burglar. Yes, she and is. She's, she's Catwoman. Makes sense. <laughs> okay. Oh, we do also. And she though, also has cats. We also do get to see like the because um, you're everyone I'm sure is kind of now tired of hearing me say this, but this is also an origin story for Catwoman. Catwoman. We see how she basically starts fighting with her signature whip. I think in this it's a chain because she just like grabs it, but she's doing the classic Catwoman whip fighting with it basically. Yeah. Um, also, her mask is like some, like, it's literally just like a beanie. Yeah, cut. it's a beanie or a ski mask that's like cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, the cat burgling is actually a really great transition into the kind of main thing that I want to talk about with this movie. Uh, because I don't think that plot is that important, right? The plot is there's a guy calling himself the Riddler who's murdering people and leaving letters to the Batman and Batman has to solve the case. You just did this plot synopsis for me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I, I love you, dad. Well, we are almost out of time. So you did it. Um, that's, you don't, we don't, we don't really need to discuss that, but I think what is, is interesting uh, and worthy of discussion is, or worth discussing worthy of discussion. What, what am I <laughs> acting like I'm some <laughs> Greek philosopher on the hill? <laughs> I do not deem this worthy of discussion. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, is the fact that this movie, for the first time in decades of them telling us they're going to do this, really gets back to this movie being Batman as the world's greatest detective. Dude, that is so exciting. We always see him just punching around some goons, but this time he's solving mysteries. He's And, he's, and rewriting history. Oh, no, no. Batman, <laughs> a woo. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god! Um, but no, like he's on crime scenes, looking at evidence, putting clues together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He does a sting operation, just like a detective would do with the uh, with Catwoman. Yeah, he goes back home and like like deciphers codes. Yeah, like he's a like and he uses he, the Batcave, and you have like his original Batcave, which yeah, just like really he's cool. an actual detective in this, and this is actually a great culmination of the series that we've been doing on film noir. Because this is also, I would argue, the first Batman movie ever made that is 100% a noir movie. For sure. Would you agree based on I your would. limited experience? Uh, limited? I've watched like 400 <laughs> noir movies now. False? <laughs> or two. But yeah. Um, yeah, you get a bunch of like classic um, noir like shots, you know, like walking in the rain and then like. Well, you can't say that that isn't in other Batman movies. I mean, Tim Burton's movie nailed the saying. aesthetic of a noir. You know what I'm I mean? Just, well, you watch the opening of it so you can at least remember it. the city is very gothic looking. It's There's, literally called you know, Gotham, Dad. I know, but it doesn't look very gothic in the one with the Joker. It just looks like Chicago. True. Yeah. So, but they have like steam coming out of vents and whatever. Um, but let's take a quick break because it is going to take more than two minutes for us to get through this. And um, I do want to be able to discuss the actual aesthetic of this, of this motion, motion picture. And also, I, I, like wanted, to make, I wanted to make that uh, exit as long as possible. Also, transition. we also want to talk about like, you know, cinematographers and the score is really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, be right back. <laughs> Now, a word from our sponsors.
Welcome back to the Kid Stays in the Podcast and our discussion of Matt Reeves, the Batman. So, this is our concluding segment. We have got to cram in everything that we didn't get to, get to discuss. Crap. No. <laughs> uh, oh, no. It no. was a fun. So, a um, fun. what we were talking about before the break was how this was a this was a the first real noir movie, right? Yeah. So I said the first real noir movie ever made. No, the first real noir Batman movie ever made. Okay. So, and I will, I want to lay out my argument for this because I have gotten some pushback from some people. I would argue that Tim Burton's Batman is not noir at all. It looks noir, right? You have the, you have the streets. I think it's, I hands down think that Tim Burton's Gotham, especially in Batman Returns is my favorite ever put on film. Um, But I still don't think it's their film noir movies. They do not have Batman doing detective work. They, not that you, that's a prerequisite for a noir. But it just um, kind of helps. You said the aesthetic. You have the the rainy streets and the f- mist and the fog, and you have all those things, right? Yeah. But you don't have you don't have the actual uh, darkness, tragedy, all the things that you really need, I think, to make a real noir. Whereas this movie, one hundred percent, is I think inarguably a, a noir film with Batman at its core. Did that, did that bore you? Did no. I, I saw you're starting to eyes glaze over. No, I just barely stifling a yawn. I was just, just a lot of stuff. You just kind of like at the very end. Okay, do I need to speak slower? Is that what you're saying? Is your phone ringing? You gotta be kidding me! You're, the, you're the, like the least professional person I've ever done a podcast with. I don't know what you're talking about. Was, that hell on earth. I don't. Anyway, like I said, we gotta kind of move through this pretty quickly. So, what did you think? Uh, you know, about the. the the aesthetic of this, the cinematography, like that, really creates this lived-in noir world. You're asking me that question? Uh, yeah, why? I don't what know. Am I going to ask? <laughs> Did you bring somebody else who knows a lot about cinematography? Asked this person. Okay, and you answer for them, please. <laughs> okay. Um, like what? what uh, sorry, I kind of got distracted by my own self. Just at the very end. You need me to ask you the question yeah, again? Yeah, re-ask the question. What did you think about the cinematography in this movie? What I think of it? Oh, yeah. Um, excellent. There's some really cool... Um, sh- oh, that's oh, look, my, my, my phone is now going off. Why are you on your phone, Dad? I'm trying to turn it off. This you is the middle, this is the your, we're answer, in the middle of the podcast. The answer the question. Um, I was going to say there's some really cool shots, even though that's literally what cinematography is. But, like, all... Con- like, just... Not just, like... Every now and again, you'll get like a nice like view. It's like pushed in scenes, and you're like focusing. And there's I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What I, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, and there's just like focus shots instead of just like beautiful landscapes. It's like shots what of mean focus shots. It's okay if you're not. I'm not wanting you to use like necessarily film language. I just want to know what saying, you mean. I mean like shots like of the shots like, are in char- focus. No, like <laughs> you know, like of characters. Like they're actually because I feel like I mean obviously there's shots of characters, but like the characters doing things. You know, Man. like the positions of cameras. Whoa. Left your own microphone. Well, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Just so I'm you're saying. You're, you're like, I really liked how this movie had like all the characters are in focus and they're, <laughs> and they're doing things. Like, you know how most movies are just filming people sleeping and it's all blurry? Dad, <laughs> I'm saying the shots are like focused on actions. Sometimes there's gonna be like a, a cigarette, a guy like smoking a cigarette, you know. But this time they were actually like doing things, like fighting, and they were good shots of people fighting instead of like. I think I think I I understand. I think the word you're looking for is uh, 
maybe intentional. Like there's a lot of uh, yes. there's a very specific way in which they shot Thank and you. choreographed. Thank these you for scenes. helping me instead of making fun of me. Well, it's funnier to make fun of you. Also, but yeah, I and think they're not just landscapes, you know? <laughs> what are you normally just watching Bob Ross paintings as movies? Is that are you looking at paintings? <laughs> Look at that. I'm just saying. Like, you know that one movie what movie did we watch? Nightmare Alley. Mm -hmm. There were some beautiful landscape shots, but there wasn't a ton of like people shots. Okay. <laughs> Intentional. Let's just move on. So the the cinematographer is Greg Greg Fraser, and I think that's how you pronounce his name. And yeah, it's gorgeous. Like the shot from the trailer where um where Batman's fighting and you only can see anything in the shot whenever the enemy the, gunfire goes dude, off. That is I just love that so much. That is one of the most gorgeous action shots I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's so great. It it actually reminds me a lot of um Star Wars in the Darth Vader scene in the first movie. Or is it the first movie? The first movie or in Rogue One? It's in Rogue One? Yes. My bad. I but it's still like a set. It takes place yes, in yeah, the first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or technically the fourth movie. But, um, yeah, like the 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 red lightsaber. You can almost see the people whenever the lightsaber like cuts or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but what was the other one? There was another one that I specifically. The the, are you talking about the bat in the cage? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like an example of just how intentional every shot in this movie is. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not like oh they sent the B crew out to get the pickup shots and you know, Greg was only out there, you know, doing his job for the big fancy scenes. Exactly. There's a, there's a shot that, um, where Batman's like finding a clue inside of a cage that has a bat, an actual bat in it. Yeah. And the way that, the way that it's shot is from behind the cage, um, with the soft focus, soft mid focus on the bat, as he's fluttering around, mm -hmm. um, and then, um, um, you know, then on Batman's hand, this yeah. this this could have been a nothing shot, a throwaway shot, and it literally like, almost, I keep using literally the bad way, it didn't literally reach out and slap me in the face. <laughs> That'd be a weird movie, um, but yeah, it really it grabbed me, just how it how much thought you. went into this one <laughs> little shot, which is just Batman picking up an envelope. Yeah, and it was just so cool, and it adds to this. It was, it was like chaos to this little what could have just been a pickup shot. Yeah, because the, the bat, bat is, is like, like freaking out. Yeah, the bat's freaking out, and it, and and uh, just to be clear, this is not a scene where it's like, oh, is the bat gonna bite him or whatever. He has his big old Batman gloves on. You're not worried for anybody's safety. You're not afraid of what, someone's gonna harm the bat. It's just this adds to the constant feeling of chaos and misery. Yeah, it just feels like kind of uncomfortable and weird. Yeah, so just and that's what I was trying to say. All the shots are intentional. <laughs> they're all focused. They're all they're all in focus, and he he shoots people moving and walking around. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm I'm now really scared because I already know that you really like. Is this, is it G Giacano? Is that his name? The, the composer. I just asked you how to pronounce his name earlier. Yeah, it wasn't Giacano. Giacchino. Giacchino. There you go. I think that's I think that's right, but either way, you said it, not me. Giacano. Okay, yeah, you said so it wrong. I want to ask. I know that you have feelings about his his Batman score. Strong feet, not like your feelings for Catwoman, but similar feelings. But I'm really nervous now to ask you to express them because I'm afraid you're going to be like, <laughs> I just love the way you can like hear it. You can hear it the whole time, and 
it is it is music and not just words. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, go ahead. What did you think about G G Giano? Giano Giatano's Giacchino. Yeah, what do you think about it? His score, his Batman his score. score. Um, I think it was really good. The music. Don't try and make my joke again. <laughs> just give some uh, your actual honest feedback. Hey, we're almost at an hour now. We're not going over an hour. <laughs> listen, I listen to a lot of music. I've explained this before, and a score is very important. And this score captures a lot of the feeling in this movie. And it really helps convey, once again, like this eeriness, this uncomfortable, like, place that you're in. And it also, re like, every music, like, I feel like every good musician can make you feel, like, suspenseful. And this is action, you know? And Giacchino really encapsulates this whole movie. Couldn't, could not agree more. Very well said. You, you have this droning Batman theme that's like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was, for a second, I was like, that's how you're thinking. I'm not a singer. No, you uh, got it, though. But, yeah, and honestly, think about that. We've seen this movie once, and you can remember what the score is, like what the Batman theme is. Yeah. We've watched some of these Marvel movies, 20 of them, and I couldn't hum you the score from almost any of them. I don't remember. It might be kind of, most of them aren't even recognizable. Like the Avengers theme, I think, is recognizable, but I couldn't hum it for you right now. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man's theme, is, the new Spider-Man's theme is, again, recognizable, but I couldn't hum it for you. This sticks with you. And it's not like it's not like excited. It's not like da na 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 na, -na, -na and you're all like, oh yeah, Batman's coming. But it's this like, is like it's like scary and yeah, jarring. Like you're scared when a Batman's walking onto the screen. Yeah, whenever Batman's score comes on, you know that this hulking mass is about to come out of the shadows and put the you know fear of Jeebus into these mm -hmm. bad guys. Well, look, really I sick. honestly, I, I think that they've heard enough to make up their mind about seeing this movie. Maybe we'll do a retrospective. Maybe we'll bring in some other people. And who could talk about it if we want to discuss it further? Because there is a lot to discuss here. Um, but I just really, really love this movie. I'm not going to put any gimmicks on it. Um, I'm going to say uh, I would give this probably nine, nine out of ten. Just one of the most focused, the thing is, well like, constructed. Movies. I just want to give every movie, like uh, every, anything that's really good, makes me want to give it a ten out of ten. The only reason I'm not giving it a ten out of ten, honestly, is a it feels a little bit too long. And even though I oh, totally, I, I totally understand. I got too excited about how much I liked it. <laughs> I understand the reason why they have a downplayed Batmobile, but the Batmobile was just so grounded that it just looked like a car, almost. And that yeah. was and I, as then a big I, Batman fan, am a big Batmobile fan. Yeah, I know. So stripping it down to that was just a little bit too much. So that knocks off. One. I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Okay, because you love the Batmobile, but you hated how long it was. Yeah, the Batmobile I thought was cool. Um, and I also liked all the characters a lot. And Zoe Kravitz is in it. Okay. I'm just kidding. Zoe uh, Kravitz is in another movie. Do you want to watch it when we get home? Probably not. Steven Soderbergh made it. It's called Kimmy. And it's on HBO. We can go watch that. So 9.5. It's just her. It's only Zoe Kravitz, the whole movie. No, thank you. She has purple hair. No. You like people with purple hair. All right. Never dated a person with purple hair. Yeah, but as soon as we get home... I bet that movie gets turned on. I'm not turning that on. Anyway, thanks for joining us in our discussion of the Batman. We'll see everybody 9 .5 next week. 9.5 Batarangs, bro. Yeah. You didn't even let me put my... Oh, sorry. 9.5 Batarangs. Jeez. What was yours? Just, just cut now. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kids Stays in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.